Episode 66, What the Kill? Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Tammy Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified triathlon life and weight coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlon. I'm here to assist you in gaining a stronger body and mind, and I'm excited to help you discover your inner athlete. Let's go. Hello, how's it going? How's everyone doing today? I am happy, as always, to be here, and I look forward to it. I do have a bit of a cold, so I'm sorry if I sound a little bit different than normal, but the good news is I'm getting better, and that it's all going to be good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie that it does make me a little bit. I have to work on my thoughts and work on um, how I want to handle the situation when I kind of get a cold in the middle of my training schedule and not make it worse than it is. And I have to force myself to rest and tell myself, this is what you're in charge of now is resting and not working out um, and following your exa- your plan exactly how it says, because if you follow your plan exactly like it is and you don't recover, then you're not going to be able to do what you need to do. 13 weeks down the road when I'm in Kona. So yes, I have to work on all of that just like everyone else. (laughs) So anyways, but yes, today I'm excited for what we're going to talk about. And as we talked about last week, celebrating, becoming better. We're going to kind of follow those lines, except for we have a funny way. This is, I got it when I was celebrating my birthday last year, but I got the sign from a friend that said, what the kale? And it was hilarious for lots of reasons. For one being that I love kale. And for another, I get I often get to places in my life when I'm like, what what the heck, right? Or what the kale or the other substitute for that. So we're gonna play off both of those today and dive a little deeper into it. But one thing that I am passionate about and which I love so much is talking about nutrition, talking about how it helps our body and helping us really correlate that how our body performs and how we feel that there is a direct correlation to what we put inside of our body and that it really helps. It doesn't, it's not, it's not um, magic and it doesn't change everything, but it really can play a big role in it. And I love to be able to share what I've learned with others about this, because I think that there is so, so much goodness to be had in the way of getting the food into our body that will help us live our best life. So I love being able to correlate using our brain and our body and using the thing that will go in our body to really fuel both of those, our brain and our body. And that is food, putting in the right, um, the right food into our body. And not only the right food, but just understanding what food can really benefit us the most. So we're going to talk about that. And first of all, I just think it's funny when it says, <laughs> what the kale, because um, up until 2012, kale was used as garnish for salad bars. So the biggest consumer of kale up until 2012 was Pizza Hut, and they put it in their salad bar and they garnished the kale around it because mostly it used to be romaine until this big crave came out for kale. So 
Now, I don't think Pizza Hut is the biggest consumer of it, but a lot of other people consume kale and for very rightfully awesome reasons. And so we will dive into it. We will talk about kale, believe it or not. But this podcast will just not all be about kale. But what I really want to dive into is when I talk about kale, I'm, I'm grouping it into a group of nutrient-dense food and how important nutrient-dense food is in our diet. And since I get the privilege and I love what I do, working with women with weight loss, and um, I get to be a life coach as well as a weight loss coach, so we correlate how the brain and the body work together and how we can really get them moving in the best direction. And so although there are so many diets out there and there are so many um things being offered to us and ways to lose weight. One thing that I always tell people that I do not think is arguable is we can get nutrient-dense food into our body, whether that, like, however you define it, either God-made, a natural way, a raw way, you know, the whole way, however you want to say that, the food in its whole form, that is what our bodies need to perform at the best of the, our body's capability. So although they, you know, people might say this is the best way or this is the best way, I don't think anyone can argue that when you put a real product in your body, that's the best way for it to perform. So I always start with that when I'm helping people create their food plans is starting with nutrient dense foods and getting that so many into there. And just to keep it simple, nutrient dense foods are more so like the fruits and vegetables, berries, kales, greens, um, di- different things from there. I've, I've, I've done a few posts on that, but and I've also done a few podcasts on them when I talked about superpowers and superfoods. But just, I mean, there's a variety of them, and it just, it just helps you just start knowing, like, let me just see how many fruits and vegetables can I add in, and then we can go from there. And just to start with that, you can just be like, okay, well, I can add this in and this in, and that's what I like to tell people that we want, I like to help people think, what can I add in? What nutrients can I add into my diet instead of all the things I have to take out? Let's just start adding things in. And the miraculous part that I like to think is that we start putting these things in our body, start actually getting nutrients that it needs, and the other things gradually will fall to the side and we'll begin to reform and recreate a new eating plan for us. And there are quite a few other steps that we talk about when inside the program, but I start everyone on this and I also start people on food journaling because, and that's planning for today. And those are the two, the two key things that I, I've seen through all the years I've done this, even before I just restarted back up last year and when I used to do it before I had kids, is that these two things make the biggest difference in seeing the results that people want on the, on the, in the long run. So I will talk about some Cal things. I will talk about some why nutrient dense for the, why nutrient dense food is so important, but just the big gist of the whole thing is that we understand that all the foods in the nutrient dense category, or when we talk about superfoods, they all have the potential to dramatically upgrade overall health, vitality, mood, and energy levels. And don't, isn't that all we're kind of wanting all to have this to feel better in these different ways? So, um, 
I got this this article from Real Simple, and it was just it says what is kale a guide on kale nutrition and its benefits. So, just to help you all, in case you guys are wondering why kale is so important, why you know what what the kale like, why is this such a big deal, and is it really that big a deal? But I will tell you that I. I love kale, and I don't necessarily love kale just completely raw. I do like to do different variations of kale, and I will share that in just a minute with you. But there are different there are different types of kale, um, dinosaur kale, curly kale, purple kale, green kale, all this stuff. But just kind of comparing it to different things, a kale and a spinach, the people ask, you know, is it one better than the other? And although spinach is great for you, kale is... That in this article, it says kale packs a bigger punch with the higher levels of vitamin B6 and K. And plus, it's thicker and hardier kale lasts longer in the fridge than the delicate spinach. So if you're wanting to make things last longer. And also, it says that um, the health benefits of kale are among the highest of any food around. So when people say what the kale there you go. <laughs> so kale, kale's benefits include the fact that it's quite high in nutrients and provide overall 100% of the RDA of several vitamins, including A, K, and C. A, K, and C. So um, I love to think of it, though. It is so great for increasing your HDLs and lowering your LDLs. And it also has some of the substances to help be a cancer-fighting. Also, kale supports cardiovascular health. And this is my favorite. Kale is a great weight loss friendly vegetable. So kind of what I'm talking about with the nutrient density, it helps us feel full without packing on the pounds. So because of the hardiness of the greens and there's fewer calories, you can eat more of those and it will help the and those the food in there and the effective agents inside there will help promote the weight loss. So yes, so that is something to think about, something to pique your interest in all those things, what it can do. And then you say, well, I mean, okay, well, that's the importance of kale, but how do you actually eat kale? And that was for me when I started learning back um, quite a few years ago when I started putting kale in. I do think it has a little bit of a bitter taste, so I would always advocate. I don't necessarily just like to eat it plain and raw. I like to do it with olive oil, lemon, and salt, and those t- break it down so it's not as coarse, and it brings a good flavor, and it breaks it down so it's not as um, bitter as well. So that's how I eat it when I do it in a salad. I always have those ingredients in the salad when I make it. And also another great way is to, and also when you do kale, you, there's a big long stem down the middle. You want to de-stem it. So you take that stem out and then you use all the outside leaf and you chop that up. And I found in salads, the finer you chop it, the better. And then it will marinate really nicely when you put those three ingredients in it. And then I also love to do it in soups. I just, I, I de-stem it again and then chop off just the, the, the lettuce, the leaves on the outside and then toss it in the soup at the very end and then turn off the stove and then put it in there. Another way is you can also freeze kale if it's if you haven't used it and it's starting to get a little bit, you know, where you're like, I got to use it now. Freeze it. You can put it on um, a baking sheet with a, with a parchment paper baking sheet and then put the kale on top, all the leaves, take the stem out, put all the leaves on, freeze it, and then put the freeze leaves the frozen leaves inside of a bag, and then you have that to make it in smoothies, which tastes really good in smoothies, or also you can toss it in the end of your soups at the end. I wouldn't necessarily suggest the frozen kale for fresh salads because it does taste, the form does change, so I would use that for just 
smoothies or for soups, but, um, and then use your fresh kale for salads. But the fun part is I, since I cook with kale, well, I cook with it, but I mostly make it in raw salads. Um, and I do a lot of Thursday slots. I put a lot of kale recipes on there. So subscribe to my newsletter if you want to, and you can get, um, I send out a weekly newsletter and every week in there, there's, um, a nutrient, it has nutrient dense food in it for sure. All the recipes. And then you can figure out how to start getting these ones into your, you know, into your, into your food and how you can really start incorporating them into what you eat. So, but the next thing that I want to talk about when we talk about, okay, so now we've understood that like getting as much nutrient dense food in it is great and is definitely a way to help us promote weight loss because we're getting all these nutrients and vitamins in our body and we're letting some of the bad stuff fall out. But then people say like, I, I work on this, I try this, and then I get to what the cow, or they get to what the heck, right? Like it doesn't really work out because we have a lot of our old patterns that come in and we, next thing we know we have either we can choose between a salad that has kale in it or this, this pizza that smells good and we've loved it forever. And you know, next thing we know we're like face down in the pizza, right? <laughs> and we just get to like, what the heck? Like what just happened? How did I, am I eating this pizza? I didn't even know how I was getting to this and why did I not choose the salad? And I want us to pull back for one second and be like when we get to what the heck like what just happened that is what just happened is you just gave into old patterns and you ate the pizza you didn't eat the salad and nothing else has happened we're not bad we're not broken nothing's wrong with us we're exactly the way we need to be and we just made a choice in a very unconscious matter because we gave into an urge gave into a craving and when that happens this is what I tell people like just acknowledge it for what it is accept that that's what we did and then this is the thing we pop into a conscious state to be like that's I didn't really want to do that and now we're thinking consciously because when we're eating the pizza over the salad we're probably going blind to ourselves and not even really paying attention to it and we're just eating it until we realize oh what did we what just happened and then we get to we're like oh I I made a choice that wasn't necessarily what I wanted, I kind of just gave into my urge in the moment. And now that I'm here assessing it, what can I do? The very next time I choose my food, my very next food decision, what do I want that to be? And we become conscious of it enough to be like, I'm going to make a choice from this logical sense. And I'm going to plan to make my next choice to be this. And then we double down on our commitment. We're like, okay, I'm committed to make this be better than it was before. And that's why I tell everyone, we want to plan and we want to take the things we've learned and apply them to the very next thing. This is how we grow. This is how we get better. This is how we continue to progress. And we start with these small changes that when we realize we get to, we did something from an old habit, we say, okay, but I really want to change and work on this new habit. And we move forward. And we just, we don't wallow in it. We don't think that we're broken or something's wrong. We watch our negative self-talk because that is what will get us down that spiral. To be like next decision, I'm just going to eat this. I'm going to, I'm going to decide that I want more the salad for the long run than I want the pizza that I'm just giving into right now. And there's we talk about in a deeper sense in, in my weight loss how we handle some of those urges, how we get over those urges because we don't really even realize half the time when we're in the urge that we are eating the food before we realize that we just gave into an urge, right, or a craving. And we talk about how to curve some of those and how to really understand what's happening. But in the meantime just for the sake of this podcast, we'll just keep going and just be like, Hey, what's the next best thing that I do? And I want us to see here. I, I did an article or I did a, my newsletter again. I do a thought first. And when I said the thing that successful and unsuccessful people have in common is they both fell quote unquote fell, or they have things they learn along the way. The difference though, is that successful people, they take what happened, they learn from it and they continue to move forward. Unsuccessful people, 
take what happened, failed, and make it mean something's wrong with them. And then they don't get back on track because they think that they're broken or that they can't do it or never is going to change. And we, our negative self-talk just keeps us spiraling downward, downward. And I want to say, listen, we're all going to fail because we're not here to have a perfect experience. Like I talked about last week on the podcast, we're here to have a human experience. And along the way, as we fail or we don't quite get it right, we learn and then we get to keep progressing. We get to make these small changes that over time make big progress for us. And so I'm going to give you an example from my own life is that when I... When I decided to become a life coach, which it was awesome because when I decided to certify, it was a life and weight coach, which is both what I love so much. But I decided to do it because I wanted to become better as a mom. And in a few of my relationships with my children, I really wanted to enhance them and not get so caught in so emotionally and get so frustrated in the things that were happening. So I went to life school, life coach and weight training school and got certified and you know, what would you think? Like, okay, well, I should be able to do this perfectly, right? <laughs> Two years into this, I should be able to do it perfectly. Surprise, I don't, right? I'm not a perfect parent. I'm not a perfect mom. And last week, I was neither of those. And I quote, unquote, failed. And I a little bit wallowed in it until I thought, you know what, what do I have control over? And the thing I had control over is the next thing I was going to do to be the parent that I wanted to, to have control of the things I can to set some consequences for the things that were happening and to try try my best on the skills that I learned the things that I'm teaching people <laughs> in the weight loss is what I'm going to apply to how I parent right they're all universal laws and the thing is is that like I came to a space of like okay well I'm not perfect and I'm learning this and what's the next best thing I can do and I came up with these this new idea that I was trying and we've been trying it and it's been working for a while and it's implementing the things I've learned and really taking my parenting hopefully to the next level because I learned from something that I made a mistake on and I, and I, to be honest you know I'm never going to be a perfect parent I know you're surprised right just the same with you like when we're doing this diet or when we have this new food plan or when we have a new food protocol we're not going to be perfect on it. And we are going to have mistakes. And I want everyone to realize that is okay. That is exactly the way it's supposed to be because we need to learn so that we can take it to the next level of understanding to get more depth to it and to keep creating and to keep seeing how we're going to put this into our life, how we're really going to implement this food plan into our life so we can really make it work for us. So give yourself grace, realize that you're learning and then let's just move on to the next thing. Realize that like I, I failed and nothing is wrong and I'm just going to move on and learn from this and we'll keep moving forward. And then just the last thing that happens is often the times when we get to what the kill or what the heck is when we're saying, wait, this food doesn't taste as good as my pizza or my chips or my cookies or the things I always usually turn to. And I want to explain to you that that is correct, that you are, when you're asking what the heck, you know, like, why would I eat the kale because that doesn't taste as good? It's because it takes a little while. So it takes a while. When we're doing the nutrient-dense food, putting that in our body, There's we get to a well-being where our body eventually will switch over to where it wants the food that are healthy. It will want to have this vitality. But in the interim, when we're trying to get there, the reason why that we want the food is because of the artificially, it's artificially concentrated food that's not naturally man-made or not natural or a whole food is concentrated and it's artificially, it has things in it because that's why it's processed. That's why it's, you know, packaged food. It has high fat, high refined food. That's all, that's all the job of the food producers is to make that be 
um, so appealing to us, so pleasurable to us, and that brings a false pleasure because is what they do is anything that's human-made, a substance, they're concentrated, and they create a dopamine response that is twice as much as just a regular natural occurring pleasure. So to give ourselves grace and be like, oh, it's because that's what they're trying to do is to get it, you know, put these, the concentrated stuff in it that really gives me that hit of dopamine and I feel good momentarily but the problem is that we come down and we don't come down to baseline we come down lower and that's a net negative and also is what it does is our body gets used to that food and then we have to take in more of it to get the same dopamine hit that with the artificial concentrated food um you know, the processed food. And so we take in more of it. We want more of it to get the same feeling that we get. So that's what creates this craving. That's what creates this addiction to this different food or just creates our desire more and more for this food. So maybe it's not even addiction. It's just a really strong desire. So we have to be aware of that. And we have to realize that it takes a while to retrain the brain to get to where we put these, the nutrient dense food and we put the food in that's helpful for our body. And people think that it, can't be done, but it can. It takes 30 to 90 days to recreate that new pattern. And in the meantime, we have to realize that where the false pleasures are going to look really appealing and we have to retrain to get to the well-being, the well-being of like this lasting pleasure that comes when we take the small changes that will create the long haul desire. So when we get to what the what the heck when we're in that and we have to realize, oh, this is what's happening that I have been taking in, you know, this processed food or this packaged food or this highly refined concentrated food for a while and now I have to create a new pattern and it's not going to feel quite as good. I'm not going to get such a dopamine hit. I'm going to get a small, tiny, gradual hit that gradually builds that I don't, that doesn't ever go away, that I gradually feel better and better. And that's where well-being comes instead of the false pleasure where we feel good, we come back down, but we have to take more of it to say, to feel the same hit and over and over again. And that's what creates the perpetual problem. And so when you get to what the heck, you're just like, okay, I guess got to stick with these small changes, keep sticking with it so I can create this change that I want. And when we start eating more of those nutrient-dense foods, our body starts actually feeling good and we create new evidence and new patterns for that. And that's how we eventually switch over and get a new pattern of thought. We create these natural pleasure desires that will bring lasting well-being. And so nothing's gone wrong again if you get to that and you're just like, wait a minute. And just know it just takes time to stick with it and have patience. So just in conclusion, when we get to what the Kel in three different ways. First of all, what the Kel is, why is Kel so important? And I've illustrated to you why it's so important. I also forgot to say that I do it in my juice as well. And there's just so many nutrients that come right through juicing. I juice it raw. But also when we get to what the Kel, when it's just like, oh, I just made a mistake again. I messed up again. It's okay. That's the time to learn. That's what we all do. That's the time to double down on commitment and move to the next thing and be like, okay, the very next decision, I'm conscious of it. I'm choosing it. I'm planning it. What's the next thing? And we move to the next food choice or whatever that looks like in our life, whatever we're choosing to be better at from something that we just learned from. And the last thing when we get to what the Kel, it's just like, yeah, it's going to take time to recreate these new habits and new patterns and start getting rid of some of the urges that we've had in the past. So patience and realize it's just a process and that the it's nothing has gone wrong. You've done nothing wrong. That's what the industry, the food industry is doing is have artificially concentrated food. And we need to get back to the natural, the natural pleasure of what the whole food can do. 
So I just want to say that we are going to get a chance all the time because you know what? We have to have food to live. So we're going to get these opportunities over and over again to see like if we mess up, you know, the last, when we ate lunch, when we eat dinner, we're like, oh, I get to choose right again because I have to eat to survive. So we're going to get opportunities to make this choice over and over and over again. And the more we choose it, the more we learn, the better we get, the closer we can get into that well-being of lasting health, losing the weight that we want, bringing vitality into our life and having this energized life. And it comes one step at a time until we see that progress and the result that we want. So stick with it. And you got this and I'm here for you along the way. And we will be starting a new Team Elevate in the fall and it will be for weight loss and we'll talk about we'll go in depth with all of these things to understand them better to get methods to get these new habits made to get the results that you want all right we'll talk to you guys all soon okay bye-bye would you like to achieve the things you know you want to do i offer one-on-one coaching and a new program called team elevate It is a small group program that lasts six weeks. Inside the program, we work on goals and finding strategies to get you through your challenges. I also help you create a food protocol and I create your own personalized exercise program. It's like joining a gym for your body and your mind. You can find out more information on my website at camibanks.com or reach out to me on Instagram at camibankscoaching. Also, if you like this podcast, I would love for you to subscribe, rate and review it and share it with a friend. And most of all, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.